Hi, you are listening to Lavish Hospitality. My name is Kimberly Campbell, and welcome to my table. Today, I am here by myself. I mean, my husband's upstairs. He's under the weather. So um, we have chatted a little bit about today's topic, but I'm essentially waiting for Carline. I'm waiting to go pick up my boys. So my table today is full of an art palette with acrylic paint on it. My calendar, because the first couple months of 2022, any of y'all have trouble saying that? Um, Or have you written 2021 on checks yet? Uh, We don't even write checks. I had to sign a lot of papers yesterday, and thankfully I signed them all 22 and not 21, uh, because you don't want to be that person, right? But I've got canvas panels, I've got stationery, and I've got some of the books that we're going to be talking about today. Just a lot going on. So. Already the year is off to a great start. And I usually tell people January is pretty slow, but this January is pretty full. And so is the first four months of the year. And that's very exciting to me as someone um, who just gets things on her calendar and likes to look forward to things. My husband often says of me, I need to work on when things don't go according to schedule, like if things get canceled or things have to switch around or whatever, I usually take them pretty hard. So I need to hold things loosely. That scripture of just, we can plan out things, but, but God determines the steps and always keep that in my mind. But just want to share a couple of my favorite things. Y'all get to hear every week we come on here and I have a guest. Y'all get to hear some of the things they're enjoying. So I thought I would take a few minutes and share some of my favorite things. So the first one is the podcast, The Bible Recap. And I saw a lot of y'all posting on The Bible Recap last year. And I always am kind of weary of things before I can listen to them. But there's a few people that I saw who had done it. And really highly recommended it and said they agreed mostly with Tara Lee Cobble, who's the host on different matters, not everything, but most things. So I said, okay, if this person says it's good and said they agreed with it, then I'm going to agree with most of it. I think it's going to be good. So I started listening to it and totally agree so far. And going through it where I listen to the scripture passage for the day. She's going chronologically through scripture. Then I listen to the podcast and I'm actually, there's two ladies here in town that have been a part of our local church that we're texting and just keeping each other accountable and hearing each other's God shots, which is what Tara Lee asks for um, every day. So that is one thing I'm loving. Second thing I'm loving is Comfort food. I mean, it's pretty cold here for the South. I mean, we're in the 20s and 30s um, in the mornings and then the 40s and 50s during the day. And I'm sorry, that's too cold for me. I like it in the 70s and 80s much better. But comfort food is is delightful. And when Eric and I got married, I was talking about comfort food. And he just wasn't as familiar with that term as I was and am currently and still and always will be. But um, I had a medical procedure done yesterday and afterwards I hadn't been able to eat for like almost 48 hours. And I was like, oh, I just 
I just want chicken and dumplings. So of course I didn't have the energy and wasn't really even allowed to, to cook. So we went to Cracker Barrel and got chicken and dumplings and they were so good and biscuits and sopping up that, that gravy man. Yeah, it's really good. So comfort food, I would love for y'all to tell me what your favorite comfort food is. So maybe um, leave me a comment on this in Instagram or Facebook or just let me know somehow. Most of y'all know how to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear, maybe add some new comfort foods to my list of things that I love. Um, Salads are a good comfort food. They really are. Um, One of my favorites is steak, like ribeye is or prime rib is a good comfort food, bread, cereal, um, Eggo waffles. I mean, just most of these things are not the healthiest thing in the world. So, but they're still comfort food. And I usually make a stipulation that comfort foods have to be eaten with a spoon, like ice cream, pudding, chicken and dumplings, soup, chili, things like that. But then you throw in pizza. You don't need a spoon for pizza. And salads are kind of hard to eat with a spoon. Steak, most definitely. So there you go. It's not It's not perfect. So those are two things I'm loving. And my third thing that I'm loving is my 2022 Rifle Paper Co. Planner from Target. And I go back and forth. I usually do pretty good on a planner for about a month. Um, we keep all of our doctor's appointments and kids things that both of us need to know. We keep those on Google because they're just linked and we know it. But then I need to sit down with my commission projects and podcast episodes and interviews and Bible teaching things and meetups for discipleship. I need to write them all down. And I just want something not to be digital. I mean, I spend so much time on my phone or on my iPad or watching television that I don't really want something else digital. I love paper. I love the Rifle Paper Co. because it's super pretty. It has a monthly look and then it has a weekly look so I can make notes. I can um, just write Eric's schedule or something for dinner. I can do some meal planning in there. So it's just super helpful. And I usually just attach a pen to it. So I always have a pen with me. Um, Anyway, those are some of my favorite things. So now I want to get on to today's topic. I wanted to do this podcast last semester and that did not happen. So I wanted to sit down before really diving deep into season three of the podcast. I wanted to share with y'all some of Eric and I's favorite resources for children and kids, just because our kids aren't older than that, uh, resources for training children in the gospel, for family worship, for family devotion time, whatever you want to call it. Some of you may homeschool, so you'll have circle time in the morning. Some of these would be great for that. Um, Hopefully, if I'm still doing a podcast when my kids get older, I can share with you some of those, but, um, and some of these could be used for older because they have ways to, to make it work for any age kids. But anyway, just thought I would share, I will link all of these in the show notes and, um, you can go find them on Amazon or on these authors websites individually, but I will try to do it in order of 
of youngest to oldest, if I am that good in my organization. So the first one I want to talk about is basically the author, but then I'll um, shoot you some highlights. Jared Kennedy is a friend of mine from Louisville, Kentucky. He was the children's pastor, for lack of better words, at Sojourn Midtown, the, the main campus at the time when I was there in Louisville at Sojourn. He was there. He currently heads up um, the ministry. He started gospel-centered family, gospel family. I'm going to draw a blank on that and sound really bad because um, I don't remember what that's called. So I'm going to look it up right now while I have you on um, the podcast because I can do that. Don't we love technology? Um, it is gospel-centered family. I thought that was it. So Anyway, the gospel-centered family is just helping families and churches come together to minister to kids and to share the gospel with them. So Jared is a leader and a thinker and a dad and a writer and a creative in this in this pro, in this world of of family ministry and children's ministry. He has three girls. Um, he is going to actually be on the podcast in February before his next book comes out. I enjoy that conversation so much. We, we recorded it earlier this week, but his book, I really enjoyed for early kids. We're talking toddler ages. Amazon says it's for three to six. I think that's pretty accurate, but you could do younger um, and you could do older, but I really think it's main target is like the preschool ages. It's called the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible. And it's done, one of his, one of the things I enjoy about his books is a lot of them are illustrated by Trish Mahoney, a lot of his smaller books. And it's just fun to see the the gospel come alive in these illustrations. And it's written in such a way that kids will really um, get this. And it's gospel-centered. So you're not going to find how to teach your three-year-old to share with his brother. Because that's just not going to be in there. Because the Bible is not, the Bible's main focus is not about making us better people. It's about um, letting us know who God is and who we are in light of the cross. So Jared Kennedy, he writes a lot of other things. God made me for worship. Um, is helping un- kids understand church. His new book is coming out. Um, One that was recently released last year is Jesus is Bigger Than Me, talking about his miracles. Then you also have one um, a year ago, Jesus Came for Me, The True Story of Christmas. So some of these are board books that your children will love, uh, girl or boy. Just he's he's great. Um, Really recommend Jared Kennedy. Another one that I would recommend is, of course, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Um, by far, probably my favorite children's author, period. Um, the Jesus Storybook Bible is not necessarily for toddlers. It's really designed for maybe like 7 to 9-year-olds, 7 to 10-year-olds, where you can think a little bit bigger thoughts and not just stories, where you're trying to uh, pull together themes and stories throughout scripture. But her other resources, Song of the Stars is 
wonderful. Some of her board books, uh, near is, um, is based on a story out of the Jesus storybook Bible. She's got others that kind of pull out stories of the Jesus storybook Bible and put them into smaller board books for younger kids. She also has thoughts to make your heart sing, which I absolutely adore. I've read it a few times just on my own in my own quiet times, just small, basically poems or short readings just in Sally's conversational and British style that she has, even though she lives in New York most of the time. Um, I just love how she interacts with the gospel for kids, whether you're listening to her on Instagram or um, if you have the opportunity to hear her speak in person, how she thinks creatively, how she thinks of imagination and the gospel and Jesus and how it all flows together. So good. Um, Another one is Marty Mikowski. He is with, or he was, I'm hoping this is so accurate. He's with Sovereign Grace and just love how he, um, again, how he intersects the gospel with um, working with kids. And he is a family life pastor at Covenant Fellowship Church in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. So he has been there for a long time, 30 years. So that sense of faithfulness is also there, which I appreciate about Marty. I have not heard him speak, but I have read a lot of his books and a lot of his articles. You can find them a lot of different websites, but the one that we are finishing up as a family right now is called Theology. So it's Theology, but it's Theology. It's Ancient Truths Ever New. Kind of is a systematic theology for kids. And what I really appreciate about this book, besides its theology, which I haven't found anything I disagree with yet, um, is how he takes these thoughts. And in the back, it says how to use this book for two to four year olds, five to seven year olds, teenagers, preteens. So it gives you options if you have kids in your family that vary on ages. So for us, it works well because we have an eight and a nine-year-old, and they're both boys. But say you have a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. It gives you questions. Marty gives you questions that you can use to make that applicable to your whole family. So you really can use it for family worship time. So that's the one we have. I think we have like one or two days left in that. It's been so great to go go through. I know another friend of mine, I do believe, is using it in her homeschooling calendar. So she uses that. A new one that we just got, or before I get to that one, I'm going to talk about um, the next two that we're going to do as a family. This one is the second one. We're going to take a break from Marty Mikowski and come back. But the one, the second one we're going to do is wonderful. It's ancient Psalms ever new. So he goes through the Psalms and kind of tells you how they point to Jesus because all the Psalms are in a way about Jesus. And I love that he does that. Um, The illustrations are similar to theology. It's just, I mean, um, Andy McGuire is the illustrator for both of those. 
They look like it's a set, so your kids will be familiar with it if you do. And I would, I would recommend you start with theology of Marty Mikowski's books. And Marty Mikowski has a lot other, uh, a lot of other um, devotional books for older kids that we haven't gotten to. So we have them because of my former job of writing curriculum. I got a lot of these before I even had kids. So I look forward to as our kids get older of them reading scripture and having these questions and being able to talk about it and have it be on their age level. So um, here is the new one I want to talk about. And it's new, so I've not read it all the way. But what I um, have seen of it, I really love it. This book has been a long time coming. Um, It is called God With Us, A Journey Home. It's by Jeremy Pierre, who is a professor at Southern Seminary. And a friend of mine, I call her a friend. I mean, I went to church with her sister and I've met her one time, but we're Instagram friends. And I've seen this book come alive through her illustrations and then was able to get one of the the original illustrations for my son for his birthday. It was a picture of giraffes, which is in the book. And if you know my son, my younger son, you know his lovey is a giraffe and he's got giraffes in his room. So he was excited about that. But it is basically walking through um, time, walking through beginning to end the story of the gospel. And I love that. As Eric put it, it's good to get them oriented to the big, huge story of the Bible so they know how they fit in. And they have this overview, this, this umbrella that everything else comes under. And then as you dive deeper into different stories and different doctrines, they'll know the big picture to kind of camp there and then they can go deep. So those are some of the Bible books. Some of the others, Kevin DeYoung has won the biggest story. And I read that one night at bedtime, like the whole thing. It's pretty short. Took me maybe 30 minutes to read out loud um, to them at bedtime. And I heard on his recent podcast that Crossway is doing a whole storybook Bible off of that, which I'm super excited about. It should come out maybe 23, 2023. So excited about that. Um, Another tool is Advent Blocks written by one of the guys is at the Summit Church in Durham. And he was there when I was there. His name is is, uh, Chris Papalardo. And he's a dad and his co-writer with him is these 25 blocks that lead up to Christmas and has a great book, always asking the question, when will God come back to stay or something like that? That's how my kids kind of put it. So we did that last year. We tried to do it. It didn't really work as well. I don't know if it's just they were younger or we just didn't have a good system, but this year it worked well. They kind of fought over taking turns about who got to flip the block around, but They were good. They both took turns reading parts of the book and they knew the question was coming. So that was great. They also have one, um, I think it's called Easter Blocks. It's about the week of Easter called Holy Week and it has a candle and they're doing some pre-orders for that. So I will put that in the show notes that you can get before, before Lent and Holy Week rolls around. You can get that. Um, those are most of the books. I want to touch on music 
briefly, we are a musical household. I mean, my husband's been a worship pastor for 25 years, and we both love music. Our boys both take piano lessons. Uh, We sing a lot in the car. So just want to give you some of our favorites really quick. Um, Just saturating your kids with good music. You don't have to... I mean, I grew up on salty music and country and Southern gospel. That's what I grew up in. Or like camp songs like, do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do you remember me? Or, or I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I mean, these are songs I grew up with. And yes, when my kids go to camp, they learn those songs and they like them. But the songs they ask for every night are the songs we teach them all the time. So we... We play the Gettys often in our home. We want them to learn and sing deep truths about God. And the Gettys do have a kid's album, um, but we just put on the regular stuff in the car and they know it and they ask for it. Like the other day in church, we sang, um, my worth is not in what I own, which was done by Fernando. And then I think it was on Kristen and Keith's CD. And my little eight-year-old sat there and sang every word because he knew it, not because he read it on the screen, but he could sing it in a shower if he wanted. So Getty is one. Slugs and Bugs, super, okay, they have super silly songs. And I love the super silly songs when we're in a super silly mood. But they also have, have Randall Goodgame is, does Slugs and Bugs. Andrew Peterson has done stuff, done some things with him on one of the earlier albums, but they just, they teach you scripture. And my kids know these verses because they're put in a song in their head. And I love hearing them sing those. Another favorite in recent years is Ellie Holcomb's um, one with sing on it. That song sing. I just need to letter on something big because They want to hear when the lion goes roar and the thunder goes boom, and they just love it. So that's another one I would highly recommend. Also, Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb of God. Um, I've said this before, but we listen to that year-round, and my kids know it by heart. And we have had some great conversations based on the songs that come out of the radio or come out of the CD player in the car while we're driving around or we're on a long trip to Florida. We're playing that song over and over. And my kids are like, I want number eight. Well, I want number three. I want number six. I want number one. Oh, can you go to number 11? And most of the time, I mean, that's one of those CDs that just make me cry whenever I listen to it. Uh, Just the beauty of the gospel and how the story is woven so beautifully. Um, But Put good things in front of your kids. I mean, our kids spend a lot of time in front of their fires. They watch a lot of Disney Plus. They do. But I really also want to get them good truth. And I think that's one of the roles as parents is not to get our kids saved because we're not in charge of that. God is in charge of their heart. We are given the responsibility and the joy of, of putting Jesus in front of them, living it out, talking about it, that Deuteronomy 6 mindset, and doing what we can to open their eyes. I mean, God opens their eyes, but but putting truth in front of them so they hear it. And I hope that this has given you maybe some resources that you didn't know about, 
maybe some of them you did. Um, but if you have any resources that I haven't mentioned, would you please leave them somewhere so I can see it so I can learn about new resources and put them out there? I would love to hear what you're using to disciple your children. I know there's She Reads Truth. I know there's Tiny Theologians. And from what I know, those are good because they're just teach, teaching theology and teaching um, or just reading scripture. I mean, there's, yeah, reading scripture is always the best. And these are all little subsets. Like, hey, these read scripture too, just in a different way and have cute pictures. So always, always, always scripture's best. But you also know your kids and know what will engage them and interact with them and provide you questions so you're not having to think of everything for yourself. So anyway, that is what I wanted to do today. So I hope this has been encouraging to you and will give you some resources to start this new year off maybe build some new habits with your family worship. And I would love to hear from you to find out what works for your family on family worship. So thanks for listening. And next week we'll be back with an episode talking about characteristics of women who, who love Jesus, what should characterize our lives. So that's where we're hanging out a lot this spring is on that topic. So come join me and I look forward to um, chatting with you then.